this is Built Different and my name is Tomas Cardenas and this is where we take a deep dive and explore the minds and ideas of self-made entrepreneurs or a message for myself. This week I was fortunate enough to be able to talk to one of my good friends that I've known for over a year. He's an up and coming photographer and videographer that I promise you guys are going to hear about within the next couple of years or so and he's already making a name for himself. His name's Donovan Nguyen and we were able to take a deep dive and talk about his upbringing and what got him to where he is today with his faith and with his work and what's to be expected with him in the next few years. So I hope you guys enjoy. So please give it a listen and thank you so much. I want to know what your childhood looked like and your upcoming, like where it all started and where it began and how it led to today. Okay. So, um, basically I was born, um, I'm pretty sure I was born in an accident. Both my parents were pretty young. Uh-huh. Um, and I, it's funny that I say that cause I, no one was ever told to me, but like looking at the story and I'll tell you it, it's like, it's almost for certain. My parents were both very like, like you kind of piece the puzzle together. Yeah. Yourself. yeah. yeah, yeah. They're very rebellious. My uh-huh. dad was like a straight A student, but then at a certain point, like he got into rock music, like mm-hmm. during his time, like the, the seventies like super into rock music. He started a band. He moved to Canada when he was like in his twenties. And then he, um, do they grow up here? Like, no, they actually actually grew up in Vietnam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, My mom moved to Hawaii at a young age. My dad moved to Canada, um, in his college years to, you know, do school here and school Uh there. Um, and then, uh, on like a random trip to Hawaii, my dad met my mom there, Mm -hmm. stayed there for a couple years. And, uh, my mom's like a hippie woman. She's always, she was like the Cinderella story of her family, like her, she, her stepdad or her dad married into another woman's um, and then her, her, her kids were kind of like the, the stars of the family and she was kind of left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but and so she was like super into like weed and, and like and like crystals and, and like gems and stuff like that. And she's uh-huh. super like she's such a hippie and she's super into Buddhism. Um, my dad is like more of a technical guy. He's an architect, went to school for it. Um, and then. Basically, I was born in Hawaii. Um, I kind of grew up like a kind of a nomadic sense. Like we would move out around a lot because my parents would find different jobs at places. They would just feel free spirited and, and within Hawaii or well, like no, just like, literally like, like around a, the country, like oh, the states. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we moved to Oregon when I was a kid, and then we settled in Washington for a little bit. Um, and then my parents were like, "Yeah, we just are not in the financial and mental state to." take care of a kid right now. And so I actually moved to Vietnam when I was in the first grade with my grandparents, um, a part of this like international student program. How'd that make you feel? I know you're young, but dude, I was just confused. I was just sad and lost. And, um, I mean, I was okay. Mm-hmm. Once my grandpa like lured me in with like video games, but I mean, Oh, <laughs> a little uh-huh. um, and then I stayed with them for a couple years. I traveled around the Eurasia continent and then um, I came back around the fifth grade, did middle school, mm-hmm. and that's when I kind of got into YouTube. So um, in the fifth grade, I figured out what YouTube was, like original people like Nigahiga, like Smosh, like Shane Dawson, like they were like my inspiration. Like I, why? Wow. Like I love that. It's just because they were so funny. 
Oh, like, yeah? Like, okay. They would, like, they, like, like the comedy, but, pretty much? But, yeah, like, and their comedy was fucked up. Like, it was, like, <laughs> it was, like, people would die. Like, people would get their arms ripped off. And, like, it was just I know, like, I was watched so it, too. Funny. No, I watched it, too. Yeah. But, yeah, we kind of grew up in that generation. And then I started watching MTV. Uh-huh. And, like, that was, like, when Robin Big was around. When, like, um, freaking, oh, I forgot that. He's a white rapper. I forgot his name. He had a show on there. I can't think of it. Mac Miller. Okay, yeah. Had a show yeah. on TV. And then... And then I, Fantasy Factory, yeah, too. Fantasy Rob Factory Big. Yeah, trust me. I was there, and too. Dude, I was just so stoked on all these shows. Mm-hmm. And that's when Justin Bieber had his bad boy phase, and he was on Fantasy Factory. And I remember that episode with the three-wheeled car. I do, too, actually. Now that you say that, that's episode, actually... dude. Yeah, uh-huh. And I was just so stoked on that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, skateboarding, city life, like, like creating content. That's, like... Okay, where were you living at the time, too? Uh, when I moved back, I, I actually lived with my mom for a second. And then I moved yeah, to Tequila. Minute, yeah. uh-huh. And then uh, we were in Tequila for a little bit. Then we moved to Renton. Mm-hmm. Then Renton for one year or two years. And then I moved to Everett. And that's where I am now. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you really jumped around, yeah. Yeah, so I've jumped around. And Everett's the longest place I've ever stayed. Everett, Washington. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. Um, I, I, I just fell in love with that whole culture in that whole, like, um, just, like, recklessness of everything. Like, the whole, like... And this is before ripped jeans were cool. I would mm-hmm. go skateboarding and rip... Purposefully fall down and rip my vans up and rip my jeans up. My mom would be like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, because I'm cool, mom. And the checkered oh. vans... <laughs> like, the checkered vans were all screwed up. And mm-hmm. I would do um, basically anything I could do to make money and earn, like... And buy, like, different camera gear and stuff like that. Okay, so what... What was, like, the phase then that got you into camera, like... I think the phase was... I had a webcam on my Mac, Uh like, my iMac. It was a huge computer with one webcam. It was a 2012, like, the newest one of the time. And um, prior to that, I had, like, a flip camera. And so it was my two things. I would talk to the... I would talk to the iMac, and then I would go out and record skateboarding with my flip camera. Uh Uh-huh. And um, I'd seen the flip camera on TV, like, the Capri Sun commercials with the flip cams. Yep. And you can earn, like, you can win one. And I just asked my mom, I was like, mom, this is in the fifth grade. I was like, super into YouTube. I was like, mom, I, I, you know, no birthday present, no Christmas present for the next two years. If you just buy me a flip camera, it was a hundred dollars. I remember the, the black one was a hundred dollars and the white one with the silver lining was $120. I begged for that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just cause it looked better. Yeah. 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 And so, um, (laughs) we bought that one. I mean, I ended up begging for more stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, that, that was my pitch at the time, my business pitch. I was like, I swear. That's how it always works anything. though. You it always start works. with a little, then you work your way up. Yeah, yep, no, okay. no. And so I, um, but why did you want to like start creating? Why YouTube I, and why think, at that time? Um, so I grew up, my, my aunt was a painter. Mm-hmm. My grandpa worked for a television station. Were you close and, with them? Yeah. And I was really close with them. I lived with them. Mm, okay. And so, um, I would be around artistic things. Like I would, I, I grew up on literature. I grew up on, I grew up on art, like paintings and stuff like that. And, um, there's a certain point in time in the third grade. I remember this. I was still super in the power Rangers and I don't tell a lot of people this. I watched the power Rangers up until the fourth grade. Oh, okay. Bro. I was in it. You, you were going for it. Yeah. And I watched it all the way up until like the RPMs and the kids will know what that is. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, uh, so at that, at that point in time in the third grade, my dad was in a, in an indie film and he pursued acting for a little bit. Wow. He was in an indie film called 
blood or no, bullets, blood, and a fist of cash. Wow. And you can still find it on Amazon, I think. And mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I've struggled finding the movie. It's an R-rated movie, but I watched it and I was just like... Young, right? You watch it when you're I young. was like, oh my gosh, my dad's an action film actor. Uh-huh. And first thing that I thought of was, was like, how, how, how does this even work? And so I asked him a ton of stuff about films and movies. And then I started watching a ton of movies myself. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I just fell in love with the craft of it. I was like, there's no way that freaking, um, like Chuck Norris can do an air, like 20 feet split kick uh-huh. without <laughs> harnesses. And so I was just like, I've had such big and vivid dreams from painting and reading and, and, and like huge visions. Right. But I never, I never knew how to go about it. I only dreamed about it. But then when it went, when it came time for me to understand that there's a whole world behind digital media and, um, that's when high school musical came out and there was a behind the scenes cut with Kenny Ortega. Mm-hmm. And I got to see how the whole production was set up despite it being kind of like a, a non-fictional movie, kind of like a, like a live movie. Um, not with not a lot of fantasy stuff in it. I only got to see the, uh, the, like the live cuts. But once I started getting into that whole world of like, this is how you make a movie. I just fell in love with the dude. Mm. I, I couldn't get enough of it. And I was like, I what was that feeling like for you? Like, why didn't you like creating so much? I felt like, so surreal. When I made my first video, it was, sh- it was real shitty. It was with um, a webcam on a computer. This is before I got the flip camera. I just carried the computer around with my oh. friend. <laughs> and it was me and him. Like, uh, it was a Smosh like video where we were like, um, sitting That's outside. That's so OG right there. I can't, I'm just like memories Dude, right there. I can't remember what we were doing. And it was like, we were like, yo, can I get a slice of pizza? And he goes, <laughs> and then like taps his chest. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, yo, wait, do that again. He's like, <laughs> and then we were like, yo, I'm out here eating pizza. And it was like a pizza wrap. <laughs> do you and still have it? No, dude, it's completely oh, gone. Oh like, God, that my so YouTube funny. Account. I wish one day I'm going to go to YouTube database and like, I'm just going to ask for it. There, there's, it's probably there. Somewhere. It's gotta be hundred percent. Yeah. That'd be so funny. If I you recover it. That'd be so yeah, cool. Dude, I need it. But it was so stupid. It was my friend with my friend Chris. I don't talk to him anymore because I mean I talk, I moved around a lot, but uh, I could just remember it. Mm-hmm. It felt so good. It actually hit like a thousand views in like a month or whatever, and that was huge for the time. No one was on YouTube. Yeah, that's actually like, a big hit right there. Yeah, that's and then that's, you get I was there. like, holy shit, like a thousand views, and then like over time I got like a couple thousand views. And then, um, like I started making videos and then people started picking on me at school. Why? Then, um, just because dude, like, I don't know why, but putting myself out to the world and being goofy, it kind of allowed for everybody to form an opinion and look down on it. Like that they were like too cool to be goofy or too cool to do any of that stuff. And so I actually got picked on a ton and I was, a, I wasn't a minority necessarily, but like being Asian didn't help that. Mm-hmm. I think like there was like a huge stigma of like being Asian means like being weak, like you have a small dick and like you have a weird accent, like uh-huh. your parents are super ethnic and your house smells Just stereotypes. Weird. Yeah. There's a ton of stereotypes. And for me to step out and be like a skateboarder, a, a, a funny person, I eat pizza, uh, I, I kind of grew up on like steaks and burgers and like 
it, it was just too different for people to understand. And so I would get like, I, I would get called names at school. Like people would comment trash on my videos and like, I would just get picked on so often, but that never like, it incur- it discouraged me for a little bit, but it never stopped. It never like stopped my drive for like, did it help reading fuel it kind of for, for a certain time it didn't. But after a while, once I got more mature, it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, the flip camera was where it all started. Really? That's, yeah. that's crazy. That's, I mean, that, I think that's a good point too. And I, I want to ask you too, like, at what point did you start to really not care about what people said? You know, being that person that really, you know, stuck their head out and was outside of the box all the time growing up. At what point did you realize it? Bro, um, in, actually, it took a while. I actually stopped doing YouTube for a long, long time, and I got back into it in high school. And why? I, um, I thought it was cool. I I saw some new new people hop on the scene, like Casey Neistat. I saw yeah. like, um, Keenan JC, like a ton of people just hopping on the scene, and I just thought it was cool. And um, I actually was in love with a girl at the time. Okay. Who wanted to do YouTube? Who did do YouTube? And I was just like, yo, we should do a collab channel. And so me and her actually did a collab channel and we dated for a little bit and then it ended. And uh-huh. then I was like, and, <laughs> and, and, the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the channel ends too. Yeah. And so that, that happened. That was unfortunate. What'd you guys collab about? Just challenges, dude. Uh-huh. Like weekly challenges, things <laughs> uh-huh. that we thought were funny, like story times. It was just a casual YouTube thing. It was just like, it's like, it's like a Facebook post in video, mm-hmm. but that allowed for me to be open about my creativity finally in high school like after all these years I was on I mean I was on like different grinds like I did I took I tried to do film in freshman year I never succeeded at that I tried again sophomore year with the collab channel it just like it fell apart mm-hmm. um and then it was junior year of high school where um I I got the ball rolling a little bit I started making YouTube videos just with my friends, like us sticking around. Same thing as in middle school and it worked mm-hmm. just like hangout sessions, like, like fun things that we do used to do, like fun places we used to go to. And I started getting like a little bit of, a, a little bit of like viewership and just like encouragement from the people around me. What platform were you using at that time? YouTube, YouTube and Instagram. Instagram both. Okay, yeah. And so then I was like, okay, this is dope. And I started meeting more Instagram influencers and people around the area to shoot with and then models and stuff. And slowly by slowly, um, I started just like building a connection and, and building this like network of people to, you know, like be around and, and, and work with. And it got to a point, um, and during sophomore year, I moved to a new school and mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the thing with moving to a new school, especially um, in high school, in every, yeah. yeah, in high school is that everyone around you has grown up with each other all their lives. You know, it's hard to build connections with people who already have connections. Mm-hmm. They don't want to open up to new people. And so it was really hard for me to make new friends and, and, and be accepted by anybody around me. And um, for the longest time, I wasn't. I wasn't accepted at all. And no one wanted to be my friend. And I, I only had like three or four friends in school mm-hmm. that I like could hang out with. Um, and then most of my friends were either back in Renton or like online. Wow. And so... It was my senior year where I finally had a group of friends that I thought were cool, right? I was hanging out with a couple of them starting senior year, and I had a ton of young life friends coming into senior year, 
And um, I started noticing that during the weekends, you know, during during my evenings, I wouldn't have anybody to hang out with, like outside of sports, outside of school, like extracurriculars. I didn't have anybody who was like just sitting at home and talking to me about life and who, who just like would come over on the weekends or like chill out with me on the weekends. And um, I noticed that all my friends were from Instagram, that I was only shooting with people on Instagram and hanging out with people on Instagram. And um, so then I kind of just checked out of school. I kind of was just like, you know, I would I would much rather just go shoot with people, you know, take fun pictures and, and just hang out with people who actually cared about me rather than spending time in high school. So halfway through high school, senior year, I kind of just checked out. I actually didn't even go to my senior prom. Wow. And I spent that evening uh, shooting a music video. Yeah. That's so cool. Dude, it was dope. Um, But it was a lonely high school experience. And when I graduated, I realized I didn't have a lot to leave behind. And so when I went into UW, I was just blank slate, very new person, like everybody else. And that just felt so good. Mm -hmm. Because for once in my academic career... I was going to be at one place for a long time. I knew that I was going to be at UW. I knew that I was going to have the freedom to be in Washington um, for a long time. I didn't have to move. And not even just academic, just, 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 just life. Living. Like you yeah. were going to be just living. Putting, yeah. You know? And so, um, I joined a frat. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, like, like there, there I was able to like, you know, be open about my identity. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, like I'm Donovan. And, um, you know, I love making videos. I love taking photos. Um, then people started picking up on that whole Instagram thing. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, like, you have, like, dope following on Instagram. Like, you have a good following. And I was just that cool kid. And finally, it was weird because in college, you know, technical skill is finally appreciated. Like, in, in college, like, like, varsity football, varsity soccer, varsity dive or whatever, none of that mattered anymore. And it was like... Just if you're if you're doing what you're doing and you're passionate about it and you're moving places, people are gonna follow that magnitude and they're mm. finally appreciative of it. What do you think that stigma is before college, like high school and younger than that? Like what do you think? I think I think the what what the stigma is is in high school, I think the whole game, the whole game of high school is how much clout can you build mm. while you're there? Mm to follow you for the rest of, of basically your life there. And like, and, and, and it's weird to think about because like people who leave Everett end up coming back from university. Right. And then when they come back, it's like, how, like, how can they be remembered? And like at, at Cascade, the school that I went to, um, you know, being the, being the, 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 the head of the football team, you know, being the head of the dive team, you know, being known in the yearbook for something, mm-hmm. you know, the connections you build there it, it just, it just kind of like, is like you, you leave high school, like with all those achievements, but then you don't realize that in five to 10 years, those achievements don't matter anymore. You know, that's, it's, that's all everybody focused on. And so when, so when someone comes up and the, and they, you know, they aren't super big, um, and they have a camera and they have a laptop and that's all they do. They talk to a camera that it just, it just kind of comes off as sad. And it is, it is kind of sad. Like, Oh, like, oh, you talk to a camera for like 15 minutes and it's like fun to you. Mm. Like, yeah, I guess so. I guess it is. And like, do you think that's only a stigma though in like just being younger or is that like a stigma that's always, dude, I think it's an institutional stigma. Hmm. 
because school, you know, everything that's like in school, it's like, okay, extracurriculars are good. You know, education's good. This is the wrong way to go. Media, rap, music, like art, like those jobs aren't going to make you money. And so when someone's so passionately pursuing this and not like a doctorate, I think it just gets so frowned upon because then like everyone's in this competition. Oh, what college are you thinking about going to? What college are you thinking about applying to? You know, Princeton, Harvard, you know, UCLA. And then I'm like, you know, I don't even want to do school. I kind of just want to do video. Is that cool? And everyone's like, oh man, this guy's a loser. Like he has no future. And, And it's like, um, no one, no one comes to appreciate what the, what that next level is. I kind of always saw the next, the, the future as media, but everyone saw the future as, you know, just advancement in medicine and no one kind of saw that. And then when you step into college and there's nothing to do exactly, <laughs> besides yeah. party and, 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 and there's like sports don't, aren't your title anymore and getting into college isn't a priority anymore. It, it starts to become like, who life. stands out? Huh. Who's life? whose life is different than others, you know, you know, everyone in the frat life does the same thing. You know, we go to class, we come back, we participate in our philanthropy, we go to a party, um, we drink a little bit, come back home, wake up, boom, next day is the same thing. And then, and then you find somebody, right? I have a friend and this is a good example. Her name's Tatum Dahl. She's pretty plugged in with like uh, the Logan Paul, like a boy band, like the Why Don't We Boys. Mm-hmm. She was on their music video, right? And she's huge now. She's one of the, like the, the most sought after models in Seattle. And um, she stands out. She has a sorority and I met her in my sorority or my fraternity. My uh, fraternity twin dated or dates her. Um, and like we just became friends over time. And, and it just, when I look at her life, you know, doing shoots on a weekends, you know, going, going to different places like California once in a while and just like traveling. And, and I travel once in a while. It's different. And it, it's nice and it's fun. It's enjoying, it's enjoyable for me. It's enjoyable for her. And like, that's like, I, that, that's what people miss out on in high school. No one appreciates that. No one wants that. I think it's a key word. No one appreciates it. Yeah. Like no one appreciates it, man. And once you get into college and like, all you get to do is that, like that luxury becomes very prominent. It, it mm-hmm. becomes, it shines that much more mm-hmm. in that level of darkness. Yeah. I think, you know, I think a good point too is like, I feel like a lot of people growing up and something that holds a lot of people back is that they have these like preconceived notions of how life should be lived. Yeah. And it was, it's funny you know, that you're mentioning this. I was thinking of a video that I just saw a few days ago and it was a quote, I mean, I'm paraphrasing it, but it was like, you know, life is meant to be lived and it's not meant to be paying bills and stuff like that and taxes yeah. and I don't know. I think it's a good point because a lot of people feel like life is about steps to take as in go to high school, go to college, get a job, you know, get a family oh, no, and keep sure. going. But I think nowadays, and I think, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago and, and all of history, that's how it's, it's, I mean, it's how it's always been. And that's how it kind of only was going to be right. There wasn't, yeah. you know, photographers back, you know, hundred years ago, Oh no. but nowadays I think society and the culture norm is shifting so much. So it's a big split. And I think a lot of people aren't open to it just because not like they're defiant towards it, but they're defiant towards it in the sense that they just don't know any different. Yeah. Right. So like for myself, like I've never been someone who really 
looks down on those people that are on that path of college, get a family, get a job and let's go, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, whatever, you know, like, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll res- I respect their decision, yeah. and but it's not the only way now. It's not. And it's, yeah. I think it's only become like prominent, like nowadays, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because there's so many different outlets to express yourself and express the way you live. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to get your opinion on this too. And I was thinking about it, but what's your opinion on doing something you love and earning less and versus the flip side, doing something you hate and making, you know, a livelihood. Man, that's a good question. So what I what I've started doing recently mm-hmm. is I've been measuring out my big business decisions by the level of fun it's gonna give me. My investment mm-hmm. of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. so I was just That's like, actually really cool. Yeah. I was just like, man, like and my friend told me this too. So she works in a hotel, but she's a big influencer. Mm-hmm. And 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 but but you know her, her, her influence doesn't, you know, entail money, but she loves doing it. Right. So she works in a hotel, um, on, on her, on her time of work and, and like she earns her money that way. And she tells me this, if I'm going to work in a hotel, why don't I work in a hotel in Hawaii? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a good idea. And she's like, that's just so fun. Right. And so she's actually saving up right now to move to Hawaii wow. to work there. Cause that's yeah, such a coincidence because I know someone, ex- I was just in Maui over the summer and I met this girl who literally the exact same. She lived in like Charlotte. Yeah. Flew all the way to Maui, works at like the Westin right now. She's like on their marketing team or whatnot. Right. But she's just like, yeah, I just wanted to live in Hawaii. See? And that's just like, I've, I'm, uh, that's what I'm thinking now. And I'm like, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to like, and, and, and before I, I quit my job to do, to work full time, mm-hmm. I worked in H&M. Mm-hmm. For two weeks before I realized, oh. <laughs> you know, I did, I did the training. I was like, this is so boring. This is so, this is so stupid, but I'm earning the money. Right. And I'm like, I'm just pulling hairs out every night and I'm just like not getting enough sleep because it's, it's so boring. And I come home with so much creative energy and I, and I can't like release it. And then I realized I just like, this job isn't for me. What's fun for me is I love going out. I love adventuring. I love shooting. And I was just like, you know what? I saved up a little bit of money. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be out of work. So I quit my job at H&M. Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> of, 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 of three weeks actually. So I got two okay. weeks of training and then a week of working. And prior to that, I worked at a, a an athletic club, but I, I just, I, I worked a regular job basically yeah. is what I'm saying. And so I quit and then I, I, I used the money that I saved and I, I even asked my parents for a little bit of help. And I was just like, like, like slowly and slowly working and, and it takes time. It takes a lot of time and sacrifice but that's why I encourage people to prepare for it. You know, mm-hmm. save that money, save, save what you need to do. like, do what you need to do to give yourself a month or two to get settled into this next step that you're going mm-hmm. into. Everybody wants to just do that one, like whimsical thing, one, like super spontaneous thing and just fuck their life up. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to take steps. It's just really practical you know, steps, like practical steps yeah. you know, yeah. just like simple steps that will set you up for success. And that's what I did. And you know, look at me now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm influencing, I'm doing what I love for work. And it's just, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Just hanging out with people. I think like, what you, you mentioned earlier too, like, you know, basing all your decisions on how fun it's going to be for you. Yeah. That's really cool because I've heard of it before and it's kind of like the same thing, but it's regret based decision-making. So mm-hmm. which would I regret more if I didn't do? Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes on the lines of that though. Like fun. Like what made you think of like doing that then? Okay. So, um, I, I realized I was like, okay, I'm making a steady income. Right. Uh-huh. And I can, so 
I, I sat down with my friend and I was like, I can make more money. I can just work super hard, but then I would have to give up traveling. I would have to give up this fun. Like I would have to give up making friends and, and just constantly grinding on, on work all the time. But then I was like, man, that's no fun. And I'm happy now, mm-hmm. you know, I don't make that much money, but I, I make money. I make enough to pay the bills. And I'm like, I'm just too young and my totally bones are still strong yeah. to pass on this opportunity to have fun. And so then I was like, but, but then I also want to make money. So why can't I have fun and make money at the same time? Mm-hmm. Right. Once I've built this network, once I've set everything up, I have a manager, I have two managers now, actually, you know, just doing outreach for me, doing stuff for me, constantly getting me work. And I get to decide, you know, what I want to do, mm-hmm. what I want to choose. And that's kind of like, it kind of goes for a lot of things, right? If you, if you sit down a month ahead and you want to do a, you want to do a vacation, you line up every single opportunity you have. So then you're like, okay, what's the best thing I can do? What's the most fun? What's the most beneficial thing? What's going to culture me as a person? And I'm going to do that next month. I had so many things lined up. Like I, you know, shoots here, shoots there. And I was just like, offered a job to go to Hong Kong for, for, you know, three weeks. And then, um, you know, we, we talked deeper into the conversation and it's like, Oh, we're actually going to go to different countries too within Asia uh-huh. and we're going to do fun things. Like we're going to rent a yacht over there. We're going to like, you know, jump out of an airplane. And I was like, that's fucking fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm not earning a lot from that job. I'm earning enough to pay my bills, but I'm going to have so, the, the, like the, the best time of my life there. And it's going to culture me and it's going to, it's going to elevate me you know, mentally. I think too, like one of the most like important things too, is what's going to give you fulfillment in life. Oh yeah. And I think a lot of people think that money is fulfillment, but what money is, is it's just, you know, it's fuel. It helps you. It it amplifies your progress towards it. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, I know people and you probably know people that make damn nowhere near like, you know, not even, you know, maybe 30, 40, 50 grand a year and they're living the best time of their life. Oh no. Absolutely. Right. And I, I've definitely heard of stories and I unfortunately know people that are like millionaires mm-hmm. and absolutely hate who they are yeah. and hate everything about them. So I think money, it's like, it's like drugs, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to cope it for a little bit and it's going to cover it up, but it's not going to give you what you really want, yeah. you know, later on in life. And Okay. So I want to, I want to ask you this too. Like, did you ever doubt yourself? Did you ever think that you needed to, you know, go to college and then get a job because of what everybody else was saying? Were you always grounded like in your beliefs of man, dude, I heavy doubted myself. Mm -hmm. So that senior year, I wasn't making any money. My content wasn't that good. I would say back then my content was just like, so I think back then I was at a thousand followers, a thousand something followers. And my content was as good as, 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 as that influence, you know, mm-hmm. I was like taking like iPhone photos, like, you know, thing, things off my T3i occasionally. And it wasn't that nice. And at a certain point I just didn't gain, like uh-huh. I, I didn't gain followers I, I, over time. And I just didn't get that support. And I felt like I, I, I needed that base. Right. Okay. And then when I went to, when I went to college, um, my family was just like, this was, their, this is what their idea was you know, photo, like photography isn't going to sustain you. And so why don't you work towards something, earn a degree, get that money, and then you can spend your time off 
doing videos, doing photos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I guess I'm just going to go to college. But secretly, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to take these student loans that, that are mm-hmm. dispersed to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take out all the financial aid I can get. I can do all the scholarships I can get. I'm going to take this money. And on the weekends, I'm just going to travel. I'm going to grind. And I'm going to do my first year of college to the maximum capacity, mm-hmm. right? Like spend every possible second I can doing what I love mm-hmm. because, because that's what I wanted to actually do. Mm-hmm. College was just kind of like, kind of like a, like, like a connection for me. And so where I felt discouraged was I didn't felt like I had the influence to continue. Like I, I was just too far behind in the game and I didn't have the influence to continue. And, um, my parents didn't support what I was doing. They really were supporting. They were, I wasn't making any money. They were scared that if I continued onto that path, I wouldn't make any money. Mm -hmm. And, um, my Twitter bio at that time was just a casual 18 year old with a camera and a dad to prove wrong. And that was Uh edgy. Right. But that's where I was. I was, I was, I was doubting myself for influence, but the, but, but, um, and then my parents never agreed with what I did. And I used that f- to fuel me forward. There was a point where I just kind of woke up one day and I was like, I'm not going to let the world get me down anymore. Mm. I'm, I'm like, if I want something, I'm going to take it. Cause that's how this world's built. You know, Jordan Belfort, he, he like lost his job, didn't know what penny stocks were and took penny stocks and took that to, ne- to that next level. Just sold Wolf. a shit ton yeah. of it. He uh-huh. became the Wolf of Wall Street, dude, from nothing to something. And I was like, you know, if Jordan Belfort can do it from nothing to something, I'm going to make, I'm going to make what I have now, something, a little bit of something, not a lot, but I'm going to make it everything. Yeah. And I think a really good point too, is that so many people think it's a lot harder than what it really is. And it, it is, it's, it is hard. it's definitely a lot easier said than done, but I feel like a lot of people look for the secret answer. Yeah. You know, the secret formula or a yeah. shortcut when in reality, it's like everything you need to do to get to where you want, you already know it. You're yeah. just waiting for someone to tell you, you know, or, yeah. you know, someone bigger, a mentor or whatnot. And I think it's, it's pretty simple. And also too, it's like the situations we're in, like our current, you know, circumstances yeah. are not that bad. Yeah. And right. It, like, dude, I think it's the best time to be alive. It is literally like literally though, like regardless of current circumstances, like this era we're living in yeah. is so incredible, like incredible. And I feel like a lot of people like, seriously, there are some like success stories of people that literally like were like on the verge of dying from like starvation growing up. And you know, we're here just complaining about not getting like, yeah, we're like living it up and we're still, you know, wondering how it's done. Yeah. So I think a lot of people need to understand that it's like, you already know the answer. You already know, like if you want to start creating content, just start creating. You don't need an amazing camera. You just take out a phone, you know, do what you love to do. And the pieces will fall together. One of the, okay. One of the last questions I wanted to ask you was what was your road to get to your faith? Why, mm, why so question. deep in your faith? So, um, towards my, so in during junior year, that's where I picked up a camera again. Mm. I picked up a lot of, um, and that was when I did, when I was, I was a part of that, uh, collab channel for a little bit. <laughs> Yo, that was when a girl that ruined your heart. Ruined my heart. <laughs> And, um, I got involved with another girl that just like, it, it was just so stressful <laughs> uh-huh. just and that you. actually fueled my artistic passion a little bit. 
Like I, I, I use that pain. I use that suffering to, to fuel a lot of artistic passion. But at a certain point, you know, my dad was against me. Like people in school were against me, you know, like everyone, everything and every like person was just against me. And the only per- like place that I found my freedom and my liberation was art. Mm. And it, it, it came, it came down to that point, dude, I had nothing and nobody besides the camera. And it was, it was, it was scary. I started talking to my reflection in the lens. I started going crazy. I, I like at a certain point, um, I thought about killing myself. Mm. I was just like, there's just nothing besides art. And if I could die holding my camera, I could go into the next realm with my, with my camera. It was a dumb decision. I saw a video of Jay Alvarez actually is, he uploaded a YouTube video a few days ago and he talks about how depression and art go hand in hand. Yeah, dude. So that kind of ties in what you were saying. Dude, pain is the fuel of artistic vision. But, um, dude, I, I just, I, I had nowhere else to go. Like mm-hmm. there, I just had no money. I, I didn't have like the means to go anywhere. I wasn't old enough. I was, I was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, there, Same. there was just, yeah. there was just no outlet for me to feel free besides that camera. And, um, the, the day that I almost tried to kill myself um, a policeman showed up at my house because someone read my tweets, my really sad tweets and called the cops. And he actually told me, he was like, you know, I have a pastor and then like, you know, he's wanting to talk to you. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not about that. I don't, I don't believe in God. And then, um, I was just like, yeah, I'm not about any of this. Like I, I really, I really, just, I just could care less. Um, and I think I'm fine. And we ended up at a hospital and they, they tried to like rehabilitate me. And it was just like, it was a weird process. But the second I got back, you know, the day after that, I, I tried to kill myself. I, my friend invited me to this thing called Young Life. Mm. And I went to Young Life and I had the time of my life and people just loved me. People just like were resonating with me. And when I told them about videography, they just wanted me to be a part. And they were like, you know, why don't you just film a part of club? And I was like, yeah, why not? And for the first time in maybe like years, maybe six years, I finally found a place where everybody loved me and everybody wanted me to succeed and everybody wanted to see my, my videos, like every single person there. And it was weird because it, it was such a surreal feeling. And I understood what the meaning of community was. And I started diving into the Bible and I started diving into like church and stuff like that. And it was just so cool and so real to me. And it was like, you know, there's no other community that like up, as uplifting as Very these true. like, like, you know, Jesus communities and like, you even see like mosques, you even see like, um, like, uh, synagogues, you know, people, people want to be together. People want to support each other. And that's just so odd that in, in a world where everybody wants to tear each other apart, the Jesus community is like the exact opposite. It's fighting the world. And, and that's what the Bible teaches. You know, Christians are supposed to fight against the, the world. And, um, uh, when I went to the camp that I, like a young life camp that summer mm-hmm. that I signed up for, um, I just, I, 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 I've I experienced that to the maximum capacity, like the community we were, it was a, it was on an Island in an inlet actually in the middle of nowhere in Canada. And like, you had to take a boat there for like hours and hours. You drive for hours and you finally get there and it's just like surreal and um, I always tell people this and, and, and when, when, like, why, why'd you convert to Christianity, right? And um, the second you dock 
onto the island, onto the camp. You walk off, you walk maybe less than five minutes, and there's two smoking babes holding <laughs> hot dogs uh-huh. in their hands. They go, welcome to Malibu. Uh-huh. And they hand you a hot dog. And I'm like, if God isn't real <laughs> at this You're moment, like, this is life. How, 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 what, you know, this just wouldn't make uh-huh. any sense. Like, there's no other occasion in your life, unless part. you're balling, that two smoking babes will hand you hot dogs. It's just not a reality. So that's what hit you. Like, that's when you knew. Yeah. That's when you knew. That's what I say. That's what I tell people. But throughout that camp, um, and when I, they're, they're, uh, at a point of camp, um, they, every night, it's called quiet time. They release everyone out for 15 minutes and you just sit there and pray. And every night I just kind of sit there and I just look at the stars. Um, I just, I just sit and look at the stars. I didn't know how to pray. Um, and I was just like silent, but yo, you know, God, you're cool. I guess, I guess we're cool. You know, if you're out there, I guess you're like doing well right now. I'm not dead. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember there was one night, um, where I was just like feeling so sad. I was thinking about everything. Like I, I was, this I was, is at camp, right? Yeah, camp. I was just feeling that I was feeling everything that had happened to me that last year. And just like, it was so crazy. And, um, I was just like, I can't believe I'm alive right now. I can't believe like. I, I feel so blessed to be here. And um, I, I was sitting on that rack and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to close my eyes and pray. And that night, you know, cloud, clouds covered the sky. It was like, it was cloudy. Like, but like, um, it was like a, such an open plane where you can, there's just clouds everywhere. And then at, cer- at a certain point you can see the, the moon and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I saw the moon, I saw the water, I saw the mountains, but right on top of me, clouds, you can't, you can see a single star. And, and it was cold outside and I was like, just like sitting there balled up and it was cold and I was on this rock at the corner of camp at the farthest point you can get on the camp. I was on this giant rock. I was sitting by myself, cold, freezing on a cloudy night, sad, crying about everything that had happened to me during that time in my life, that season. And then I was just like, God, like if you're real and if you're, and if your promises are true, of eternal salvation and a life of like joy and peace within this faith. Like give me a sign now and I'll follow you for the rest of my life. And, um, uh, basically what had happened was the second I got done praying, I looked up and the clouds right on top of me just split open, just split like a, like a circle, almost a perfect circle right on top of me. And then dispersed and one, prominent star was right on top of me hmm. just like the star of david and like the matthew the book of matthew like like the star led to where jesus was and i was like okay i actually didn't get that till later but i just saw that big star and i was like that's it that's my sign i'm gonna follow you for the rest of my life later you know it's been a it's been two years almost and uh, it's been a year later and I, I i read through matthew and i was like oh my gosh like that star meant that jesus was there that it just, it just made, it, it was just a full circle idea. Hmm. And then I walked back to my, to my, uh, to my cabin and we had a talk and we had a, a, a nighttime thing that a nighttime service. And they're like, you know, it's the end of the week. And, and we usually ask this, you know, if you want Jesus to be your Lord and savior, blah, 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 blah. And you know, raise your hand. And I raised my hand and, um, my, my leader stood up and patted me on the back and none of the guys raised it because they're all, they all grew up in, in, in church and they're all Christians he just pat me on the back and he was just like, you know, I, I knew it. I saw it from the beginning and I prayed about it. And then, um, the next day there's something called like a new believers, uh, 
a, a, a new believers uh, seminar. Basically, you would go there. You know, they they teach you a little bit about the New Testament, or what the thing is, and um, your captain could come and support you. And I didn't think anyone would come. I woke up. You know, I walked there. And my leader was like, yo, what are you doing, man? We're all waiting for you. And every single guy in my cabin was there to support me. My leader was there to support me. And it was just such a good feeling. I knew I was a Surreal right there, yeah. Yeah. And I've never had that before. And this was unconditional love aside from my skills in photography and videography. And so they didn't love me for that. And um, they, they, they just wanted me for me. And I started going to church. And that was the same thing. I found community there too. And, and I slowly and slowly got plugged in. To where I became the uh, media intern, the pastoral intern, and I want to be a pastor, too. And and you know opportunities keep coming up, and and like, you know that's just my faith story, man. That's, that's just that's, that's really cool. Okay, so last question, and okay. I, I asked this because because a lot of people that I interview, they're in a point in their life where there's so much more to look forward to yeah. in their life, and. The reason I ask this question is because I really do believe in that a few years, you know, I'm going to be able to send this to them and send this to you. And you're going to be able to look back at this and see where you are at this point in your life. Yeah. But it's, where do you see yourself in five years? Like in five years down the road, what will make you like sit down and be like, this is what I live for. Yeah. I think in five years where I see myself, what I see myself doing is I want to still be doing this exact same thing, you know, traveling, you know, doing content, but on a wider scale, of course, right? But I, I was watching the Post Malone Congratulations music video. It's a good one. And then I saw the God's Plan music video, and I want to do exactly that, dude. I want to give back. I, um, I see myself at least making a million a year or two million a year, you know, on that, on that scale, and I'm, and I'm building foundations for new creators to come up on the scene. You know, I'm, 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 I'm building my name, my brand out there even more on a wider scale. You know, I'm still traveling. I'm still enjoying life. Um, but I'm finally going to be able to give back. You know, the kids that are suffering in school because they're different. You know, that they, they aren't able to be accepted. You know, the people who are doubting themselves. You know, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm not going to – I don't have enough for this. You know, I don't have the means for it. Mm-hmm. I can step in and be like, hey, like I have an old camera. I don't use it anymore. Here's the old camera. And you know what? I'm just going to give you my mastery course for free. You know, I'm going to make my own mastery course for video. Why not? You know? And I want to be there, dude. I want to be able to give back. I want to be able to just... At that place, too, I saw this I saw this tweet. You're like, you know, where do you want to be when you grow up? And the kid goes, I want to be happy. Dude, I just want to be happy and content with where I am. And, and I think right now I've taken the steps to set myself up for fulfillment. Like with like money and, 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 and with my, my job. And um, at that point, I want to be fulfilled. I want to be completely happy. I want to be just like so satisfied with where I am and looking forward to the next big thing. Mm. Building that next generation of, of, of like the next big thing. Like where, where like, um, you know, uh, Michael V. No, Gary V. Gary V. Gary V. He's setting the stage up for the next mindsets. Like 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 his mindset right now is gonna push that next generation of marketers to where they need to be. I wanna push the next generation of content creation. You know, open the platform for Christian artists. You know, open the platform up. And I'm setting the stage now. I'm openly declaring my faith to people. And I'm sharing that. I'm creating good content. 
And, you know, for once in a long time, I'm, you know, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any huge content creators, you know, be so open about their faith, you know, for like, like now chance the rapper, you know, Kanye West, um, like Kendrick Lamar, they're finally opening up about their faith. And I'm like, okay, this is the best time to do what I'm doing. And for five years time, it's only going to be at a bigger scale. Mm. And so, yeah, that's where I want to see the five years of my life. Well, honestly, like I've known you for, I want to say like maybe just over a year, but I really want to like commend you and congratulate you on seriously where you've become. Because when I first met you, it was, you know, just over a year ago. And like, honestly, when I, what set you apart was that you were an oddball, like within like content creating, right? You definitely had your own style. And that's something that I, that's always stuck to me about you. You're always someone that you really do your own thing, even though you're a content creator. And even though you're already, you know, in that, you know, 1%, you're definitely someone that does what you want to do and what makes you happy and what you want to talk about is what you want to talk about. And if people, you know, fuck with that, then they're there. If you don't, if they don't really like what you're doing, then, you know, whatever, you know, and I think that's what I'd really admire about you. And I'm excited to see where you go. So thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Dude, thanks and for having me. No, seriously. Thank you, man. And